You're now listening to Black No Filter with... That's why I'm Fab. No IG Angela. And LGK Music. My dad was never satisfied... Never. ...with not only us doing our homework, with the homework that was given to us. So my dad would actually... I remember in like year four, year five, him sitting down and forcing us to learn algebra... And what? getting angry when we weren't learning, like we weren't understanding what he was saying, Imagine. and telling us off and us crying, and my mom being in the kitchen, like, just leave them. No. <laughs> what is X? <laughs> what is X? I'm like, okay. It's like my homework. But I remember going in one of the days, and um, in year six, and they had just started trying to do algebra, and um, knowing everything, and me getting like a merit, Come being on. taken out of class. Come on. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> For the, all the trauma <laughs> but yeah yeah definitely I'm are you sure it wasn't do you remember the trauma though what do you remember listen i don't remember the trauma we, you couldn't get there was listen you had the option to get the answer right or get the answer right i would rather <laughs> my teacher give me mark my homework my dad used to give me spelling tests so i went to school um a year early and then my dad i don't i don't think he understood what a curriculum was i genuinely don't believe he knew what a curriculum was because he was like no no no, i will be your teacher and i don't it didn't make any sense because i'm like you're sending me to a private school why do you want to be the teacher like just let them teach us what you're paying for he's Mm -hmm. like no 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 so i would come home and i'd have no homework because i was four and he'd be like no you're gonna learn spellings okay and again and the same thing like if i didn't get 10 out of 10 he's like i'm disappointed i'm four Mm -hmm. i don't understand and then also if if I didn't get the word right, I had to write it out 10 times mm. and then I had another opportunity to get it right, maybe like an hour later. And if the, then I'd have to get all 10 spellings right again. So you can see how this could go wrong for like a four-year-old because maybe you did like one to eight and you got number nine wrong, but now you do it again. You might get number nine right, but then you might get number two wrong. Like it was just, it was a whole lot of stress. But to be honest, I feel that's why I'm a good speller now. Honestly, I do. I'm definitely not an excellent speller. But are you good at, at maths? Uh, do you know what x is if yeah now yeah now i do (laughs) yeah but if my dad is standing behind me when i'm doing any type of work i feel the pressure Mm. just feel the pressure and he used to get us to like nearly compete with each other (gasps) like yeah actually doesn't know what this is no cynthia do you know tell me and if cynthia came with the right answer he'd be like so or he'd be like they're asking you these questions at school. Are you telling me that? Are you are you telling me that you 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 were not in that class when you taught it? <laughs> so so everybody else got hundred percent. Do you have one eye or one ear? That was his go-to. Do you have one eye or one ear? No. So why? <laughs> Your dad was. Yeah. You know what? Your dad beats my dad. I thought my dad was awful. Imagine what? you're going to school and all your friends are coming home from school and they're talking about what they did after they finished yeah. school <laughs> and they're talking about all the things they watched on TV. Um, I'm just saying, yeah, no, I did spellings. But why, Fabrice? You didn't have spellings homework this week. No, no, we did. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> In my house, the there's always spellings. Well, yeah, For me, it wasn't, it, wasn't my, it wasn't my dad, it was my mom. Really? But primary school, I actually didn't give homework. So oh, it was really? not home for primary school, but I had homework. Yeah, of course when you I got, did. I had plenty of homework every single night. And my mom used to sometimes um, just flash a random, what's nine times seven? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Randomly <laughs> Catch you. Catch in the house. God. And I had to be ready. I had to be ready with the answer. But she did it with me and my sister. I'll give you the answer straight away. And my sister would be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Straight away, meeting. 
Yeah. My parents had me when they were very young. So I think they were like, what? We're not going to be young parents and you're stupid. Are you all right? You are going to excel. So it was, I'm there trying to make up for my parents deciding that they wanted to have me when they were young. And I'm like, but I just don't want to learn the spellings. I did not have a choice. Does anyone here remember? I don't remember how the cat sat on the MacBooks. I, don't, I never saw that. I, I never I, read I those. I bypassed that. <laughs> By the time I got to school, I was reading everything already mm. while the other kids were still on the couch. So I, I never met the cat on, on the mat. There's ever. actually video evidence of me sitting down with my mum, probably about three years old, reading this book. I, I remember how difficult it was. It was just bare words on the page. And I was three and I just remember my mum just sitting there and I was just like shaking. <laughs> Going through the Did, book, making sure that I didn't get a single word wrong. The fear will make you do it right. The fear will make you do it right. Yeah. And I remember coming home and being like, I'm so tired. No, I'm just tired. All my friends get to watch TV on the weekdays. And, and my dad would be like, he always, he had a story to trump any kind of story. Like, there was no reason for you to be tired. He said, do you know when I was young? <laughs> I had to wake up when the sun rise. <laughs> And then we had a piece of like the land that we had to till before we, then we have a, sh- go and collect water, then come back, then shower, and then walk a couple miles to oh. school. And you're telling me that you're, you're it's tired. It's the same and story. Just, oh my gosh. And you know what? Somebody somewhere is telling the story to all the parents. My mother would be like, do you know Fabrice when I was in Jamaica? Do you know what? When I was walking to school with my hand-me-down broken shoes and I would stop every couple of miles. First of all, you weren't walking that far in your broken shoes. And then she'd be like, yep. Yeah. And then I came to this country and I vowed to myself that my child would excel in school. I'm like, oh, right. I just want to watch mm. TV. Like, I want to watch Power Rangers. It's just not that serious. But I think it's something about immigrants or first yeah. generation. Well, as we're first generation. Mm-hmm. But I think immigrants, like in any culture, I can only talk for black culture and specifically Caribbean. There is this thing of like, you need, you must read your books. Yeah. Like, they don't care what books you're reading. Yeah, as long as you're Any books, something. any books from school. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh, mom, I like this new song. Sorry, have you done your homework yeah are you sure yeah but have you done the further reading do you know i'm 11 mm-hmm. i don't want to do the further reading um <clears throat> but are you ahead my daughter you need to be ahead of the class so when they reach there you've already covered it <laughs> what is the meaning of that what is the meaning but of it's that? true though that's a good principle to have in life don't you think mm-hmm. no but it's true but i i remember sitting at the table in my house in manchester so i was super young probably seven crying my little heart out because i'd got something wrong but i was like stop crying stop crying and i was getting upset because the more i cried the more you couldn't see my my spellings so it was just like a an endless circle of nonsense <laughs> and i was just trying to write on my paper and i was more upset because i was like now the paper's soggy and i won't be able to get my spellings correct but then my dad did say to me if you get 10 out of 10 you'll get sweets so then that was the kicker oh, and i was to give like, us money really oh my gosh if oh, someone oh. got the yeah if someone got things right or if someone he did like a pop quiz and someone got the, all the, the questions right he said I'm going to ask you five questions if you get all the five right like I'll give you like a certain amount and as we got older it got more and more <gasps> and there was only a certain amount so it's out of the three of us to like figure it out between like you better go in and get that money and so yeah I, I received nothing <laughs> Like absolutely nothing Crazy for getting questions. Right. At least. No, no, I think I got another another day in the house. <laughs> you've, earned, you've earned your keep. You've earned, you've keep. earned the right to live. There was no. I remember once I was brave to ask our parents. Oh, when I do my GCSEs, I should get like certain money for um, an amount of A's. Oh yeah. And my dad looked at me and was like. <clears throat> <laughs> I just walked away. My mum is from Jamaica, so she was like, So, yes, yeah, so what I need you to understand, like from a very young age, is outside of this front door is England, 
Inside this yep. house is Jamaica. Yep. I don't really know what you think is going on in this world, but inside the house is Jamaica. So whatever you think you're going to run with, it's not happening in this house. Mm. I'd be like, Mom, it's not fair. She's like, life isn't fair. Mm. We're in Jamaica. Like, I don't know what you think this is. But she would deny to this day. She'd be like, I wasn't like that. I'm like, are you all right? You were definitely like that. So at GCSE time, I was like, oh, Mom, Oh, mum, you know what? My friends are saying if they get an A, they get £25. Mm-hmm. If they get a B, they get £20. If they get a C, they get £10. And she's just like, what do you want me to do with that information? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? She was just like, that's not happening in this house. So do you know what I did? God God forgive me. I had to go to school and lie. They're like, oh, what did your mum? I was like, oh my gosh, do you know what? She gave me this money because I felt shame. That's because- how I felt every Christmas. <laughs> I felt shame. <laughs> <that> my- <laughs> I had, make, I had to make up something completely different. Yes, what? So what are you saying you got? Listen, <laughs> Sophia, we, what I got is. <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Yeah. That didn't so celebrate funny. Christmas. No, yeah, because we didn't get presents. Well, Christmas. I didn't get Christmas presents either. Well, kind of. Well, not really, but I always got a New Year's gift. Mm, same. So I was just like, I got this for New Year's. But imagine I'm here lying to my friends. Yeah. Even And I did well at GCSE. Well, I did fine. And I'm here having to like lie to make myself feel better because my parents are telling me, well done, congratulations. Let's start your A-level revision early. Mm. You're yes. right. It's In the, the summer. What's wrong with people? I literally said, I don't have the books for my classes that are something. My mum was like, go, go to, to library. Space. No, oh, yeah. you can go to We'll get you the books. Don't worry about the books. It's our job to get you the books. It's your, <laughs> it's your full-time... This is my dad saying. It's your, full, your full-time job is studying. Oh, my gosh. If I if I worked the way you studied, would not have a house. <laughs> and I actually... It's funny enough, actually. I heard my dad saying that to my brother, like, last week. Your full-time job is studying. If I decided to work the way you're studying, wouldn't have a house. And so, yeah. Is your full-time job just studying or is it studying and chores? Oh, of course. Sometimes your chores is, chores is just to live. I can't talk Cleanliness about chores. Is, is, is what, next to godliness? No, 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 no. That's not true. If you're Jamaican, yeah. cleanliness is not next to godliness. Yeah. Cleanliness is godliness. <laughs> Don't ever get it twisted. Are you right? Listen, my mother, oh, Jesus. Do you know what? Yeah, from a young age, all I know, the house has to be tidy. And heaven forbid you have visitors. What? The whole house mm. is being tidied. My mum, I called you the other day. I said to mum, are you right? She goes, I'm just in some spring cleaning. I said, mum, it's January. She goes, yeah, I can spring clean whenever I want. I said, do you know what? Live your movie. Listen, <laughs> my, when visitors come when over, want. first of all, the house has to be tidy, but when visitors come over, like the weirdest things happen, like the, my, my mum will be like, all right, so someone needs to do like the dining, someone needs to do the kitchen and someone needs to wash the walls. Wash the walls? Wash the what? Wash the walls? <laughs> what is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just gonna walls? need you to explain why we need to like, it's, and God forbid, like even, let's just say on the side, if you want, it was a weekend and you had you even tried to mention I'm bored. I almost said, don't worry, no. I've got things for you to do. No. I've got things for you to do. Like the wildest of activities. She'll make, she'll find somewhere that you can clean. Mm. What? You're bored? You know, my friends in school didn't know what skirting boards were. And mm. I had to explain that I knew what they were from a very young age because yeah. I had to clean that. Like I had to clean. And do you know what though? Like, I don't think I realized this was like anything out of the ordinary until I became older. I don't think I even realized until I went to uni and I lived with people and I just thought, no, you lot are nasty. Yeah. Like, I, d- I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, my mum would make me so, it, like, in our in our house, we had one bathroom, then we moved and then we ended up with, like, two and a half bathrooms. And my mum was like, so the bathroom needs to be cleaned twice a week. Why? Do you know I'm only using one bathroom? She's like, do you think I care? You were cleaning all three bathrooms. Oh, right. 
all right then <laughs> and you have to hoover and then we had three flights of stairs in our house and she goes i want the stairs hoovered three times a week why what for but you know you just can't argue back because that's the beginning of the end mm-hmm. you, like you cannot argue back but do you know what i do now in my house I clean the bathroom like every other day. It's mm-hmm. ingrained in me. I can't get it out of my system. It's really upsetting. It's frustrating. But um, yeah, cleanliness is godliness if you're Jamaican. I don't care what anyone says. I remember says. the fear that maybe it was like um, summer holiday and your parents might have been away all day and you've just been enjoying what? yourself, no. watching trouble TV, into <laughs> yes. base because your yes. parents are in, but they left you with certain things to do. Yes. And you see that car come down the street yes. and you realise, oh. yep. <laughs> we start running around the house like mad people. Mm. Try to look busy. Yeah. So when they come in, they see you watching. It's washing or sweeping or, or sweeping or something. So they just leave you alone. In fact, even when I came back from uni and I didn't have the job, my, my, job, my, my parents were like, we cannot go to work all day and return home and the house is not spotless clean and food made. A food what? made? Yeah, hey. what are you doing? You want me to come back from work and start cooking? Are you all right? But you know what I find very frustrating about that is that when, it, when, I, was, when I came back from uni, that happened to me. When my sister came back from uni, did it happen to her? No. When my other sister came back, didn't happen to her. It's I the took eldest. Them. Yes, it it's is. the eldest sibling. So I literally had to. And sometimes, you know, parents would be like, and this is another thing altogether, but my, my, I call my mum and be like, there's nothing to cook in the house. She said, is there rice? Yes. Is there lentils? Yeah. Is there, oh no, is there rice? Yes. Is there onions? Yes, there's something to cook in the house. <laughs> and there you just have to start trying to figure out and magic up a meal. And I feel like those skills have like now... If whatever's in the cupboard, I can figure out something to cook But that's why it. you're a fantastic cook now, isn't You it? are a fantastic cook. Can oh, I just say, we life. basically all had parallel lives. Yeah. My mum would call me and be like, right, so what's for dinner? I don't know. Mum, there's no food. There's plenty of food in the house. No, there's no food. There's plenty of food in the house. But like, I, I don't really like rice like that. My mum loves rice. Mm. But if there's flour and oil, what? We're having dumpling. Yeah. There's no there's no question of them, no food. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, oh, there's only freezer food. She's like, so there's food. And I'm like, I don't want to have freezer food. Are you paying any bills in this house for breeze? <laughs> no. Did you like? Did you eat meat when you were growing up? Um, for the first, like, when, in like primary school times. Oh, okay. We, we were vegetarian until I was about 11. Oh, so you missed until- the whole... Until oh, we're about 11. That's interesting. And then you went vegetarian again. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Just one random Christmas, our auntie gave us turkey or chicken or whatever it was. Yeah. And we never looked back since. Wow. <laughs> even before we give that, like, do you know, after you've cut onions and fried them, even if you had something else to do, you're not, your evening plans are done. <laughs> you smell like madras curry powder and onions. <laughs> and that's it. Like, that's it. You're staying in. Like, my mum would be like, okay, you can go, but make sure there's food first. That's it. No, you're not going anywhere smelling like a that kitchen. Was their, that was their ploy. Yes, it's Duh. true. It's very true. But yeah, no, so you say, up until 11, you were a vegetarian and then you started eating meat. Yeah. You lot are lucky. So we have always eaten meat. So you, all of you missed the whole season the chicken. No, no, we didn't miss that. Oh, clean the After chicken. After we were 11, we had to oh, clean, clean the chicken and season the chicken. Oh, burning off. Do you know what? Yeah, listen, Caribbean people, let me tell you, like, we're very clean. And so when you're cooking, when you're eating the food, like there has to be no trace of like any anything on it. So when you go to the butchers and buy like the chicken, like, if you don't eat chicken, you might not know this. There's, like, they have like little hairs on mm, it. Yeah. You have to burn the hairs off. So mm. I I'm all now like 10, oh, burning goodness. the hairs off on the gas stove, burning my finger. Ow! Oh, mum! Ow! And she's like, you'll learn. You'll just learn. You're right. <laughs> how, how many times did you have to wash the rice? Oh! I, this is why I don't eat rice. It's just too much. How many times did you have to wash bothered. the rice? You, and you but have, you guys, you eat long-grain rice or basmati. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just had to wash it several times. You don't just wash it once. 
My, my dad said the rule is five times. No, he never. Rice. My dad said five no, times. No, he never. We washed the rice. That's a real thing. Five times. Oh, Lord. You're da- yeah. Five times you have to wash the rice before you could put it in no, the pot. No, I think my mum would make me wash it maybe three times. Maybe, maybe. I don't think I've ever washed it five times. Yeah, five times. I thought I just had to wash it until it was clear. The water was clear. Oh, the, the water's very clear by the time we Yeah, done. but you just make sure that you, like, stretch out that... I'm rubbing that rice, like, you will be washed in this first wash, and I don't want to see any <laughs> no, whiteness from the next time. wash it until the oil of it comes out. Yeah. Pour it out, do I it again. I just can't. I just... I don't know. Like, some of the things we have to... We had to deal with... The thing is, though, like... I don't think I realised that these things were like commonalities with all of my friends mm. who were black. I just thought these things happened to me. It's only when I became older that I was like, oh, hold on a second, did you have to do that? Like, I don't know if you guys, in terms of food, so now I have um, I have two brothers, but my mum will cook for my brother and she'll be like, oh, Christian doesn't eat that. He doesn't eat peas. <laughs> so, sorry, what? are you all right? Because when Fabrice was younger, there was no... What do you want to have for no. dinner? No. Fabrice doesn't eat that. Nope. I had to eat everything on that plate. And let me tell you, I still feel this in my soul. I don't like mushy peas. I have never liked mushy peas. And my dad would make me eat mushy peas all the time. And I'm like, I don't like them. Mm. And he would buy them in the tin and it would say marrow fat mushy peas. And he would wax it off. And I'd be there like, I'm not eating it. I'm going to be sick. And he'd be like, eat it, eat it. I'm like, I don't like it. The one thing, I'll eat anything else. Anything else. I'll eat cabbage, callaloo, cauliflower, broccoli, greens. I'll eat anything else. I don't want to eat much. This, it doesn't, this it doesn't make much a difference. This makes it feel a little bit queasy, actually. <laughs> is, that, really is, that like old, it. is that a northern oh, thing? I can't deal with it. I don't know. Is it what? I don't, it's a I don't northern, know. It is a northern yeah. thing. I don't know. I hate it. That actually enjoy it. I hate it. But my mum's there making my brother like a whole separate meal like he's a prince. Do you know the boy is 14 years old? For real? 15. 15 years old. So like, when I was younger, I did not have a choice of what food. Did you have no. a choice of what food you ate? And my mum said, if you, don't, if you don't eat it, that means you're not hungry. You've got to sleep. Amen. I think I think my what I'm glad about is my parents have kind of kept the same energy. Oh, have they? The children. You know what? House. That's fantastic. My <laughs> yeah. mum doesn't. I have this, this. Oh, in your household, kept the same energy with all of the kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody chose my my, my brother lives a lifestyle I couldn't even allow myself to imagine. He's out here doing lifestyle. He he my mum cooks for him. Like my brother would be like, Oh, I don't eat this or this. My mum will make him chapati, yeah. And he'll have the cheek to say, These are my chapatis. <laughs> he's she's made a stack. He's like, No, these are my chapatis. What do you mean these are your chapatis? When we're growing up, doesn't matter what you have. Doesn't matter if you've gone to school, this is another thing. Doesn't matter if you've gone to school and they've given out goodie bags. You know when before when they could parents could yeah. give out goodie bags with food and stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're walking home and you had the sandwich. Once you cross the threshold of the household, yeah. It is equally shared. Really? Yeah. Shared between everybody. Whoever says they want some has a right to ask for the, say that they want some. There is no my stuff, your stuff. My like food, stuff, yes. My food, your food. Anything in that household. He's like, if you want to eat it by yourself, you need to get out of the house and eat it by yourself. <laughs> so, like, people would come back with things. And then, and like, you'll find out, oh, like, my, my sister, oh, you've got this. I want some. You're like, oh. Or like, oh, do you know, Anne has this. And then you go and be like, Anne, can we have some? That's it. As long as it's an ish of my dad, you have to give equal parts to everybody. And it's not like, give me a little bit. It's like, no, let's slice it. And if you cut it, you pick last. What? Oh, you don't know that. If you cut anything in a household, if you cut, so like, say if there's cake, if there's anything to share, yeah, so you if you cut it, you Smart. pick last because you, if you were to pick first, you'd pick the biggest piece. So you pick last. Yeah. So and I, now my brother is in the house saying, "That's mine. That's mine. My brother that's too. Mine, that anything. That I 
him dead. What? He's like, no. But your brother's fine. also, he's the last one and he's the only boy. Only boy and yeah. so is mine. Yeah. And so my brother is out here living his yeah. best life. And I'm just like, do you know? And he's just like, no, don't eat that. No, I don't know. And why are you even saying you don't eat that? But Lyndon, you were, you're the only boy. Only, but I'm the oldest. But you're the oldest. Yeah. But I didn't give him trouble in terms of, I didn't give my parents that much trouble to be honest. Yeah, I think we all sure? say that. Are you sure? No, I definitely didn't give would them you, Would your parents say the same thing? They could not look me in the eye and tell me that I didn't have trouble. <laughs> I heard that you're spoiled. You were very spoiled. You yeah. must have been. You were the only boy and you were the first child. And yes. you know, the boys never know that they're spoiled, but you were definitely... Right. Let me tell you something, right, before you, you get too excited about this spoiled business. I was not spoiled. I didn't get anything more than anyone else got. <laughs> I just didn't give my parents trouble as a child. I didn't give my parents trouble either, but I still got beat. Do you know what I mean? I so still, I still got beat too. So what were you doing then? It was probably something small. It's probably something small. Listen. You're too smart for this, Lyndon. You're too smart. It was probably something small. I told you that one time my mum got too, too excited and tried to actually fist me up. too excited. Lyndon's mum. I I just want to say that these views are not shared by me or Fabrice. No. So too excited. Uh Go ahead. I think your mum was fully I don't remember why she was vexed, but this, the whole fisting up thing, the whole punching me up thing, right? I was grown. I was like... How old is Groenland in? I was 19. I just oh, come back for that summer. That quite old. Yeah. And then what did you do when she was trying to fish you up? Um, the first one, I took it. Right. Took Next chest. one. <laughs> took it my chest. The, se- the second one, I blocked it. <laughs> you, you, had the, you dared to block your mum's beating? No. Nope. You know I had to, to protect myself. What, I blocked no. it. You could have run away. I would have always run away. No, I, I did eventually because it got a bit crazy after that. She, I blocked the second one and then she went at me with a flurry. Because the you rage, blocked it. The rage and tears in her she just went at me with all her might. Every punch was coming. I was blocking them all and then I just ran. Blocking them You're all. You're poor, mum. You yeah. didn't land on the first block. You can't, you can't block. You just have to take it because it'll be over quicker. So she punched you the first time. Did you say anything after she punched no. you for her to punch you the second time? You no. must have done, Lyndon. I didn't say anything. I Maybe didn't what react. you did deserve two punches. Was, I think she and was, was frustrated that over. I didn't react to it. Uh, you didn't just thud in my chest. And Guys, I just, you no, just... No, no, I, think, I think I might have stood there a little bit too... No. You know, stood yeah, with the fire, yes, you did. Listen, yes. you, you don't want to like, live. I just stood there like that. You said, oh, and she's okay, like, oh, try again. <laughs> went again, and I blocked it. Listen, and I just went, and she went crazy. Lyndon thought he I was taking vibranium everybody. I thought I was going to make it to the beating. Let me say something, even with the just the sound or the promise of a beating, or just even the conversation of tears would be right there. Like, I, if I can cry myself out of this, I will. Like, I remember, I remember being in, the, and I was old enough, like, I think at least I was in my teens. And I, and I, I actually, out of all of my siblings, apart from my brother, because he lives a different life, I was, I was probably the first person to, like, the earliest, they stopped, it stopped beating me at the youngest age. So, I remember coming back, I was like, maybe, I think around about like 13, 14, coming back, we're coming back from Oxford, we're in Chiswick Roundabout, um, and my, just before we approached Chiswick Roundabout, my dad was talking about how um, his sister had had a, another baby. I said, another baby? They live abroad. Another oh, baby? He was like, yeah. And we're sitting, so he had a seven-seater car, so I'm sitting at the very back, yeah? And I was like, what do you mean another baby? I didn't even know she had one, one baby. He was, he, was, he was like, yeah, and? And so? And I was like, <laughs> so you're telling me that you wouldn't, wouldn't nah, want to know if you had a cousin? And he was just like, you can't provide for it. You can't <laughs> buy it a present. You can't send money. Why do you need to know? Why, why do you need to know, yeah? And so at that point, I was like, so you're really telling me 
you wouldn't want to know if you had a cousin. He said, no, if I can't do anything, no. And I said, <laughs> yeah, and he's just being like, just being stubborn, yeah. And I said to him, oh, sure. What? Did my dad not, while going around Chiswick Roundabout, look back to the back of the car? <laughs> round! We went round that roundabout more than you needed what? to. And he was just promising me, why why did you why did you say that in that tone? When we get when we get home, we'll deal we'll deal with this when we get home. Did I not start crying from there? And I lived quite a bit away from Chiswick. I was crying from Chiswick Roundabout to when we got home, which is about 20 minutes, yeah? Of just crying. I was like, please, oh and my sisters were like, oh Woo! Did you not get the reverse clap from the from the front seat? Oh no, I was up the very, yeah, very back. That's why I said he was, she was too far for too them far. to reach. I was too my mum will slap my mum will do my dad doesn't do like doing stuff like that because he wants to talk to you through why he's gonna beat you I and hate beat that. you, yeah? I hate and, it. And then beat you. My mum Someone will say something in the back and there'll be three of us and she won't care who she's hitting. She'll hit all three of us. Yeah. She's not even... She's just hitting anyone that catches the slap. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But you're brave. Hold on a second. Sorry, is it just me that wasn't allowed to really butt into adult conversation and not, and not contribute? I want to know that I was, my family's Nah, no, nah, you were too brave. Like, my mum would be having a full-blown conversation with an auntie. She could be talking about me. If she's not talking to me, she'd be like, so for Brace doing this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And I'd be like, and the look sorry is some, did someone invite you to the conversation <laughs> oh, this is a big people conversation we're not your age mates okay sorry I'm like no you can't just be adding yourself into the conversation I add little see I, I didn't I didn't do that when my sister did um, she used to go back and forth with my mum a lot when we were young now we, I was about 15 so your youngest was 14, sister oh, no, the no, younger no, no. one yeah. we were 14 we were in the car and her and my mother were having some kind of disagreement my mum took it too far and said oh sometimes I wish you were never bored <gasps> And then no, and then my sister said you should have kept your legs closed. <laughs> legs no, she didn't. Oh <laughs> no, she didn't. I thought I had a story did like she that. Survive? For me. What did your mum do? I think she was so shocked she actually found it funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be scared. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I would have packed my bags when I got home and left. I would have packed up my little <laughs> handkerchief. I would have packed up my little belongings, my diary. Were you in the car? Co- <laughs> Were they in the car? Yeah, I was in the car. I would. I would. If I said that, I would not pack. I would open the door while it's still moving. <laughs> I said, "You should keep legs closed and roll out, tuck and roll out of the car." I would have packed my belongings in a handkerchief and bopped out of the house. That's not, you wouldn't, I wouldn't even got home. <laughs> Are you right? What time now? I'm gonna say that I'm holding the door handle, just ready to make my swift exit. Your is my mom has never forgotten that. She's told that story so many times. Oh, she never, it just, she was so shocked. She's like. I used to chat a lot to my mum, but I don't think I said anything like that. But the one thing I used to do, because I'm super dramatic, and, you know, if I had stairs in my house now, I'd do it. My mum would finish talking to me, and I'd stomp up the stairs. And then, because, you know, you don't have you don't have much in your life when you're 13. You don't own anything. These days, I didn't have a phone. All I did was, I literally went to school and came home. There was nothing <laughs> else to do. So I was like, right, my mum's upset me. I want to stomp up the stairs. Don't stomp up my stairs. Okay, mum. And then I'm going to slam my bedroom door. Don't slam my bedroom door. What can I do? I, listen, well, I, I tried to stop up the stairs one time, one time, and after arguing with my mum, and I didn't hear anything. And my mum's favorite thing was, "I'm waiting to wait until your dad comes I home." Hate that. And when my when my mum retold the story, it was with Ginger and Maggie and everything. She just <laughs> spiced up the whole thing, oh, and she was like, and she was banging doors. No, I didn't, because I was even scared with every stomp, like it was a shaky stomp, because I this was new territory, <laughs> like I had never done this before. And I was a teenager. 
did my dad not while out when he came in? Did you did you buy this house? Did you put this carpet on these stairs? Get if you want to stomp upstairs, get your own stairs. That was the last. That was the last time. The last time. But did you guys ever get threatened with the punishment of you know if you're going to if you're going to misbehave you can just leave and go back to like your parents' home? So my mum had a very serious talk with me in year eight because I was messing around and she was like, "Sorry, do you think that we're paying for you to go to school for you to come in with substandard grades?" FYI, substandard grades was anything below an A. So I was out mm-hmm. here getting Bs and I had a few As. And I was like, "Mum, I got a B in maths," and she's like, "I'm not too sure about this." Are you alright? Do you know? Sorry. Are you, are you going to school? I think I said to her, Mum, but it's different when you went to school. She said, no, it's not. Two plus two is still four. That's why it's the same. I said, all right, no problem. <laughs> and she's like, if you're not going to behave, if you're, which means if you're not going to study mm-hmm. and excel and be at the top of the class, you're going back to Jamaica. Oh, yeah. And it was always the fear of, you're going to go to Jamaica where you can't, where you're going to have to collect water, yes. where you can't flush the toilet at night time, where there's, no, there's nothing for you to do and you don't have any friends there and you will stay there until you learn no, it's just that one time she told me, I promise you, I cried for like three weeks straight. I cried. But guess what? I got A's. So I kind of feel like maybe it was worth it. Now, every time my report came, that was always a conclusion of a conversation because my grades were good, but I always used to talk in class and it was always, end, it was always ending. We're going to send you to Africa. Last, last, was I sending to Uganda? Was, when do you, was sending you to Uganda. Last time we promised you, this year we're going to do it. And it's going to be a one-way ticket. So, and the threat, yeah? Last the threat, year we oh, promised you. Yeah, last year we pro- we've been promising you, we've been promising you, now we're going to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I actually, in the end, I was like, I don't know anyone has been sent. And then one person that we did know was sent to, yeah. No. What? He was a scapegoat for everybody. But you know, but you know, what, do you know what they guy. did? Actually, one guy was sent and he stayed there. Another guy went and he was old enough to know that he could come back if he went to um, the High Commission. What? So he went to the High Commission and no. said, I'm, I'm like, I'm a British citizen and I'm not, I'm not, they, they brought him back. No, are you all right? And I Did said, he go back what? to his parents' house? No, of course. Well, I mean, I think, I don't know what happened when he got back to the UK, but he came back to the UK. Mm-mm. I said, wow. I had any threats like that, but I just remember being just very scared of my parents. For the, and I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, what was I actually scared of? I don't know. Listen, they we, never they didn't have to threaten anything. My mom could just look at me. Yeah. I just imagine all the terrible things that she could do. To Listen, me. I was <laughs> always scared watching TV in the presence of my parents. Yes. First of all, <laughs> first That's of too all, long. First, don't enjoy too many but, programs in a row. No. no. First of all, why are you sitting down? There's something better you can do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That was always saying, why are you sitting down? There's something. Why are you sleeping? Like in, on a Sunday morning, why are you sleeping? There's something better you can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, Is that why you and sleep then so much even now? then, even then, um, we were, they were so strict. My parents were so conservative. First of all, we had all the channels, which is a torture. We had all the channels on Sky, but all majority of them were blocked because he didn't want us watching like MTV Bass, any oh, music nice. channel, any like shows channel. If it wasn't like Nickelodeon Junior or something like that, <laughs> it was too much. Then my dad would be like, so then sometimes we would watch like, say, um, Saved by the Bell or Sister Sister mm-hmm. um, and he'll be like these, these are not your age mates these are not your age mates why are you watching people who are older than you and I said this is our show it's coming on like Nickelodeon only children so he said no are these people your age no so then you shouldn't be watching them <laughs> or we'll see he, they used to they used to park in front of the, they used to they used to park in front of the house yeah so sometimes they'll be coming back from a meeting like usually board meetings and would see the car lights in front of the house mm-hmm. and hear the exhaust end yeah yeah and 
Let me tell you, first of all, when we sat down to watch TV, we would know the channel number that we're going to change it to in yep. case of yep. emergency. You had to. It was like 113, whatever it was, yeah? 113. So someone's sitting with a, with a remote in their hand as we watch. We don't know when our parents are coming back and they'll never tell us when they're coming back. That we'll all call and say, oh, mom and dad, when are you coming back? We just want to know because of food. Why? <laughs> don't worry about us. We're coming back. They'll say, we're, they'll say, we're, coming, we're coming back soon. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's three and they come back at seven. So you've been in like high tension for anxiety hours. for four hours. Yeah. Anyway, we're watching, and as soon as soon as you hear the exhaust, like sometimes it'll be so many false alarms. You press one one three. People throwing cushions back on the chest, <laughs> making sure that the sofas look nice, and then everybody has to act normal. Like and that's the hardest part. Them walking in and you finding something to do to just act normal, and they're like, "We know you're watching TV." We know. We know you're watching TV and you're probably watching that stupid program of yours with those old people. Oh, gosh. We, you know, we had to change the, change the channel. We used to change the channel. I, I well, it's yeah. only me, actually. I changed the channel twice yeah. because there's a button on the Skyrim. And you can go back, back to up. it. Yes. So I changed it twice just so that they me too, me too. wouldn't go back and think that we were watching anything. I used to yeah. do the same thing. We used to have cable, so you could do the same thing on, the, on cable, the cable, the, yeah. the long, slim, black remote. But you know what? My parents, they used to, again, go out and not tell me when they were coming back. And I'd be like, oh, right, okay, no problem. Problem, but like I wasn't supposed to be watching TV mm. so what I'd be doing is I'd be in my mum's room watching TV and then I would hear the car mm. coming up there but I live in a cul-de-sac so I knew I had time or so I thought the car would have to go all the way up to the top turn around come back down park and then I so if I heard the car coming up I had like a minute right turn the TV off come out my mum's room blah 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 one day it all went wrong so what must have happened is my parents must have clocked on so I was like okay no problem and I think it was like MTV based and I was like yep. living my best life because I wasn't allowed to watch it and so I was just there like you know pretending that I was I don't know whoever in the blue music control. video blue country <laughs> <laughs> breathe in the car yeah. swishing my hair and um, had the music on and I heard the car, I was like, okay, no problem. I've got about 45 seconds before I can turn it off and then like, come out my mum's room. Did the door not open? My mother had been like, oh yes, I'm just getting out. Fabrice? Yes, mum, where are you? Uh, and I was stuck. Yeah, you freeze. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was like, I need to turn the TV off. Remember my mum's room? Why in my room? Uh, listen, that was the end. She was like, you're not going to my room again. And then from then on, when they would go out, they would come in. And do you know what they'd do? They'd touch the TV to see if it was warm. <laughs> my dad used to take... I swear to you, black people are my, insane. My dad used to take the Sky... My dad used to take the Sky card. The co- yeah, what? my dad used to take the take card. Take it out. No. But you know what yeah. the good thing is? If you made sure it was on the channel you wanted to watch before he took the card, you could watch it. The only what? thing you can't do is change the channel. Yes, you can watch it. So if you when you switch it on, say if he's been watching the TV last, it will be on like BBC News or Sky News, yeah. But if he had by accident left it on Trouble, if he takes a card, you can watch Trouble. You just can't change the channel. Oh, rest in peace, Trouble. That was a fantastic channel. I was I was so upset when I came. I think it was I was in uni. I came back home and realized it was gone. Trouble and Choice, yeah. Those broke my heart. It was wicked. There was another TV. Sh- there was another station from Trouble. I can't remember. But yeah, my, my mum started it was, saying it was, trouble. it was just just was trouble. It just it trouble. Was just trouble. The Trouble and Nickelodeon were next to each other. Uh, yeah, was, right. Yeah, they're one after another. You're just watching Trouble. Yeah, mad. I used to go to my my cousins and get into the house, and her mum was so liberal. She still is. She's lovely. My favorite auntie. <laughs> and and I, and and I used to get in there and I'd be like, no, like make a bee line to the TV. 
put on MTV Bass and tell, don't disturb me, I'm trying to get in like one month worth of MTV. <laughs> like, don't talk to me, we can talk another time. I just need to watch these music videos over and over again. And I said, where are all your CDs? She said, buy her all loads of different CDs. My wow. mum made, made a mistake of one day us going to Asda and me saying, I really want this CD. The first time it was a woman called Stacey, Stacey Oracle or something. Yeah. I could say, yeah. And that she was okay. That's, she was a gospel artist. The next time I said, let me just try and push this and I got a, a Ja Rule um, what? thingy. What? Are you all right? And so my mum, <laughs> my mum, my mum doesn't check things like this. Like my mum is so like, Okay, da, da, da. like she, you, you, literally, you could probably put something in the in the trolley and she not realize you put it in, um, and then she got it for me. I asked her, "Can I get a CD?" She was like, "Yeah, of course, I can, you can get it." And I got the CD. Did my dad not find it and see the parental guidance little thing? <laughs> no, and no. not only was I beaten, but I was like, he went in, he confiscated it, and I like would go back and forth and like stealing it back from him, and then him what? finding that I found, got it again and taking it back. You were brave. What? Why were you so brave? Do you know what? You have to give it a you, few you months. You want to go to Uganda. You, I don't care what anyone says. You, you wanted to, to go. You a few, a few months and then <clears throat> him forget that it's there and you just go and get it again. Your know. dad was ready at all times to discipline. He, he was just he, ready no, to be given was, something to, to correct you. How did he have a full-time just job and so many with all these children? Exactly. And do you know what the worst thing is? He used to work in IT, so he knew oh. like how to block. And like we literally yeah, lived in Fort Knox. Well. Like he used to block everything. Even up to this day, when he wants to get people to revise, like when he doesn't want my brother to be distracted from his phone, he can block social media. That like he will t- he will shut everything down. From wherever I, he is. Well, he couldn't do that in early I, What? I need that. <laughs> I need that for my life. I literally, I was at the house the other day and I was like, why isn't WhatsApp working? <laughs> I was trying to talk to you. Why the isn't other WhatsApp day you were trying working? to talk to me you're like, Fabrice, I can't because it's And blocked. I said, oh my gosh, she's gonna block it again. Your dad sounds like the dad from <laughs> my Levels. wife and kids. Yes. He will block so and it's wild. Obviously, I've got my own contract and I can actually use social media, but but we live surrounded by like trees and we have no network so ee has rubbish network vodafone have rubbish network so you can barely make a call so if you're in that house you really rely on that's not a coincidence angela (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna let you know that (laughs) he needs to write a book or a blog about parenting when i have my kids i'm coming to your dad punishments that weren't beating like I don't know As, I think I was talking to you about it but I don't think Caribbean people did that kneel nah, on the we, ground we and put your hands no, up you just got beatings we just got, we just, we just, we just got a pure reaction an emotional reaction from our parents yeah. my, one time me and my sisters were talking talking he said keep quiet talking talking keep quiet the third time he was like everybody everybody get up we're going downstairs and he said everybody kneel and put your hands in the air what so kneel like and put your hands directly in the air like as if you're holding an imaginary book over your head yeah <laughs> Like vertical, and actually, sometimes people, people, you like people put heavy books like the Bible and stuff on top of their no. heads. What? Not the, the Bible. Their, their hands, yeah. And you would be there and tip that like, for a good hour. And if you started dropping your hands, and also like kneeling is not fun either. It's hurt. Like, so is it? Are they watching you do this? Don't come and check. Or if you've got three kids, really, the kids round each other like, oh, she's putting her hands down. Oh no, it's wild. Yeah, no, no. And I said, you know what? I'll take the beating any day. Take the beating any day. Well, are you sure you take any beat? Because sometimes my mum would just grab anything that's around. That's what mums do. Just uh, feel for yes, something. Yes, everything. And I'll never forget once is she picked up not a big tub of cocoa butter. Yeah. It's a big tub of cocoa butter. The palm no. Of and they were heavy. Yeah. She just rushed it towards me. And I just ducked. And it hit the door. 
I just want to go back to you saying that you weren't a naughty child. I, I don't. Wasn't. What were you doing? I wasn't a naughty child. So you just existed. Let me tell you. Okay, let me give you an example of the things I got beaten for. I was playing the piano, right? Practicing. <laughs> uh, I make a mistake. My mother will come in with a wet tea towel and <gasps> lash me. With it. That pain is okay. Like is that being a naughty child? What were you playing? I don't believe it's you. Just some classical pieces. Oh no, that's I would. I made a mistake. No, she came in. Does, your, does your mom play? No, it doesn't matter. How she know? My dad Angela, plays. sorry, this oh. doesn't matter. She's Jamaican. Do you she know? How she plays? Oh, you just sound right. I get in trouble for things like not practicing the piano or not doing you know, or coming home too late. Oh yeah, I mean, or being that's outside all day or watching too much TV or not washing the dishes or not washing this. Not thing. how dare you not wash the dishes? Are or you not right? wash the dishes in to the time standard. that she wanted it mm. to be done. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just things like that. That wasn't bad. I mean, you, you, think went, I could, you think I could leave the house and be out, out, out gallivanting or stuff like that? I couldn't. I had to give my parents I, two weeks notice before I went anywhere. Me too. I had to ask my friends' mums to ask if I could go somewhere. So let's say, like, if I was at church and I was like, oh, I really want to go to Serena's house, I could not ask. I had to be like, Serena, can you ask your mum to ask my mum? Because if not, it's going to be a no. She'd be like, I said, no, please no, ask. And then they might, they might do it. But then after a while, if you do it too often, they're like, oh, you think this is a joke? You think mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, pander to your friend's parents? I'm going to tell them no. I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to beat you for making your friend's mum ask me. Yes. My yep. dad used to get so annoyed if I got someone else to ask him what I could ask him. And he'll say, I'm saying no, and I'm saying no because I just don't ask you to ask me. And let her know that I said that. <laughs> and you have to go, he. Your dad was militant. Your dad was on a next Militant. But he has militant. three girls and a boy. Yeah, so... when he got a boy, he just said, oh, you know what, actually, we're going to freestyle on you. You no. can do whatever you want. I just think they get tired. I think parents get tired. My yeah. mom, listen, Christian, my little brother, my sister said the other day, I don't know what, I think he actually lost his mind for half a second. So he was practicing on the piano um, in the living room. And then mom's like, oh, Christian, do it again. I don't want to do it again. Do you know what? I don't even want to play the piano. My mom said, what? Do you think you've got a choice in life? This is, this is what in, I don't understand. Are you all right? Well, she was like, let me help you out, Christian. You don't pay for anything and your life is not your own. What? So well. what you're going to do is you're going to practice again and then you're going to go to bed. It's half past seven. Good night. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't no. choose the piano that was chosen for me. I, I didn't choose <laughs> the clarinet. It was, the decision was made for me. Why was those kind of decisions were made for me? Like, I'd rather... It's, 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 it's a good skill. It's growing up black. Your parents have just decided that this is something that they want you to have. And therefore, but I also think it's because my mum, for instance, so like I went to, like my, I went to private school. I learned how to play the flute, but then I, I hated it. So I gave it up um, and I went on lots of different school trips. And my mum was like, listen, I didn't get to do this. So you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go on all the school trips, by the way. I don't want to go to Hadrian's Wall. I don't want to go on the ski trip. No, nope, you're going to go. Mum, I don't want, you're going to go. All oh, right. So I feel like a part of it is like, I am That's living her life. That's what I used, to, I used to get like trip forms and i used to be so scared to bring them home because why why do you need to go there so they can't tell you so there's no book that can tell why do you need to <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah i didn't my go on gosh. any of the school oh, trips did you not I, no. I didn't, you know what thing is i didn't bother to ask for parents because no, I, so, I just didn't feel like they'd say they'd yes, say yes. Really? also Man. the issue of like having to go on a school trip or having to go on an overnight trip and thinking oh my gosh all i have is church clothes <laughs> I mean, oh, no, 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 clothes. They never buy me just country clothes. Literally, you have your uniform, you have your your like pajamas. Yeah, do you have house clothes? House clothes, but that's not outside clothes. No, it's not. And you have, I had church clothes. Sorry, can Why I just say, just do, my you? dad to this day doesn't own a pair of jeans. Okay, does not. Own my mum did my jeans when she was like twenty five. It's too much. But do you know, guys? Can I just say there are some people who don't have house clothes? 
the first thing I do when I walk in my house is I take off my clothes and I put on my house clothes. Mm. I don't want to be cooking in the clothes that I got on the train on, yeah. got on the tube. And I live on the central line. It's already disgusting. It's do you nice. know what I mean? Like, it's the worst line in London. So I'm, I take off my clothes, but there are some people who just have work clothes and going out clothes. And having like house clothes is, is like a whole new thing to them. They don't have it. Let's see. Well, <laughs> I, it must be like it's it's really odd. But I remember when I was at stay over, stay over at my friend's house from school. So I stayed over at Becky's house. I must have been in year nine. Oh, First of all, I can say it's wild that you're allowed to stay. At Do you know what? we were not allowed to? Do I, I've never stayed at a random person from yeah. school's house. No, but were they stay- even your friend? No. Okay, primary school. I stayed at nobody's house. No, me either. Except for people that I knew from church. And in secondary school, house. by then, most of my closest friends were from church and knew my parents knew their parents. Um, so that's the only way I'm staying over at anyone's house. I mean, I, didn't st- I, didn't, I don't remember staying over at anyone's house in primary school. I don't think I would even have asked, to be honest with you, because it would have been a straight no. You're a girl child? No. Mm-hmm. Not staying over at anyone's house. Oh, right. Um, I stayed at my cousin's house, obviously, but like not from school. So in secondary school, I think around about year nine, I had a really good friend. I was like, oh, can I stay at her house? My mum was like, why? And I think I said something about, I've got to do a school project. Mm. Listen, that was the first and last time I asked to stay at Becky's house because the horror that took over my soul, like obviously I'm black and I've grown up in a black household. So I just imagine that everybody has the same things that we have. <laughs> Not at all. So I must have gone to bed and I'm putting on my headscarf. And so Becky was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting on my headscarf. She's just like, why? I said, because for my hair. She's mm. like, oh, okay. And I think she was fine with it. Wake up in the morning and then I'm like having a shower. And then um, I think I must have said something like, oh, do you have a plastic bag for my flannel? She was like, no. I said, no problem. I'll sort it out. And then I said to her, can I have some cream? And she was like, huh? I said, can I have some cream? <laughs> because I think the these cream. times, I think I must have like, I've either forgotten my cream in my house or like, what, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'd run out of cream. I don't know, but I didn't bring my cream with me. And she's like, I don't have any cream. Please believe I went to school with no cream. I used to use some it's, olive oil or sunflower oil. Didn't have oil. Oh, you had to go to school the I, next day with no And oh, so her no. mum gave me some really expensive moisturizer for her face, for my face. But her mum was really reluctant. She was like, I mean, this is my very expensive, I don't know what it was, Elizabeth Arden eight hour cream. Who knows? Who cares? But I was like, I can't go outside with my face looking grey. Like, I don't have to cream my legs, but I need to cream my face. It mm. is unacceptable. And I remember my friend saying, So why do you need to cream? And I said, Because I'm black. And if I don't cream, I'm going to look grey. And that's not the colour of my skin. No. It, it was like a mad... I mean, they were a bit stranger because I also asked her for toothpaste and that was also a no. And I was like, do you know hmm? what? I can't stay here hmm? again. Yeah, mad. We had to buy it on the way to school, I remember. Mm-hmm. And brush our teeth at school. I don't know what was happening in that situation. But yeah, it was a madness. And I just realised that... I think it was the first time I realised, oh, not everybody creams their skin. And I promise you, it really blew my mind. I, f- I think this creaming just shows that we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Where are we supposed to be, Lyndon? In, in a, a very a tropical... Country. Yeah, it's true. But they when, cream in tropical countries. Yeah, not as much. But not heavily. No, because, they don't. Because and the water's softer as well. No, because it's humid there. Yeah. And the water's so softer. water in the air, so you're not as dry. We just dry out quick over here. Yeah. It's true. It's, that's when I, in, when I was in Jamaica, you have to cream so much. Mm. Cream yeah. a little bit. And Do you know what? You're cool. right, you know. You don't have to cream that much. No, so Come through that wisdom. Oh, and when they're over there, they have to put on their sun cream. Maybe that's what you should do. Just go back to... No, actually, let's not say that. <laughs> It was I, coming I, out I wrong. I thought I didn't need sun cream. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to tell you that skin cancer does not discriminate. So you're going to have uh, to slap and our, on. And our skin is not made of rubber. Sun cream. I, I was, I'm I was, not interested. I said sitting in my chest 
to, to Steph. I, with my children, I do not need sun cream. I am black. No, I am you black. Don't even do you have skin? skin? Yeah, right. Do you have skin or do you have leather? Because if you've got skin, and when I go on holiday, I like to swim all day long. Yeah, so I'm swimming doesn't mean you're... when no, no, no. That's saying I swim when the, the the sun is the highest all the time. Oh. So I don't even realize that my back is getting burn up. Cooking up, just cooking. So when did you? So what happened? When was your like awakening? I realized that I was getting burn up oh, right. uh, in Mexico, and thought, okay, I need some sun cream. Okay. And you, what what happened to your skin, Lyndon? Looks, we don't need to go there. What happened to your skin? This is this is a black no filter. Please, was it want nice to know? And smooth. No, it wasn't. The, the, my, it was my back. D. My back was like really like it was burnt and it was. I'm going to let you know that your back was the worst affected, but your whole body was affected. I'm going to tell you my that my back was affected the because Lyndon, you're too smart. But you're having, too smart having for this. said that, this didn't happen in Jamaica, and I didn't have sun cream. I mean, I'm going to reiterate that skin cancer does not discriminate, and everybody I think should it's wear a dry, I think it's the dry heat. Linda's not a scientist, no, so no right. one listen to him, please. Listen, I don't want Linda, anybody listen, to be listen, out listen, here saying. I went to Jamaica. Listen, I didn't have some. You, you went to Jamaica. We don't know about everyone Fabrice, else. Linda's not a scientist, but rest assured, Linda is always right. <laughs> <laughs> and the quick and the quickie learned that. I'm just saying you were fat. I went to Jamaica and I didn't burn. Linda is I came always back right. So darker, again, so again, Linda went to Jamaica and didn't burn. Everybody else may not fare so well. So everybody else should wear sunscreen. Yeah, hey, I'm not. Thank I'm not you. saying you know. I'm not saying don't wear sunscreen. Do your thing in it, but I didn't need it in Jamaica. I would if anywhere else I would do it. I mean, Jamaica was fine. Okay. Because I was home. Because well, the heat recognised you, you and you recognised that I'd returned it home. It was you and it was your home. <laughs> That's and they right. Said, mm, okay. The sun was like, oh yeah, you're one of us. Oh, so I'll leave you alone. Yep. No. Mosquitoes didn't realise that though. Oh mind. man. Do you know, oh gosh, yes. No, do you know what? Just to talk about mosquitoes. Do you know, I went to, so recently I went to um, Kenya, came back, then I was not feeling very well. I was actually very ill and I went to hospital and the first thing they asked me was like, but when they had I'd been abroad, did you have mosquito? I mean, do you have um, malaria tablets? And I said no. So I was told that the the advice now is not to take malaria tablets. Treat the malaria after you've got it. This is why you have to like just check your sources. Yeah. Who told so that? Now, who told that advice? The doctor. Well, no, someone knows. I didn't think so because no, no. my my cousin would have told you that. Someone that I trusted very. But anyway, someone that had my best interest at heart. <laughs> but not, I think. not a medical professional. <laughs> when I told the nurse, yeah. The triage nurse. She called all her nurse friends in and said, "Ask her if she took um, uh, malaria tablets." And said, "No." She's. They're like, "Are you alright?" <laughs> I said, "This is what I heard." She said, "Do you have exactly? Do you hear from a doctor?" And I felt so stupid. They said, "You know what? You probably got malaria." You probably got, are you enjoying the malaria? <laughs> She's probably got malaria. And you're really sick, you know. Imagine. Yes, I was really ill. Turned out it wasn't even the malaria. It was just a stupid flu. But, but what's the lesson that you've learned from that, Angela? Always take malaria tablets. Well, you know what? It's not always. And don't ride on TFL if you don't have to. <laughs> because TFL is lurgies <laughs> and every every disease and every non-washed person. I'm going to need you and Lyndon to really act like you're smart because you're very smart. So Angela's lesson is consult a medical professional when you're trying to decide about what That's medication you, know, you are. For Reese's English, yeah, let me tell you something. Stop. My English is not like your English. <laughs> <laughs> My I'm telling you, my year. English is different I'm to your she, I said You're exactly right. the same thing. And you said, consult a medical <laughs> professional. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I said, take my malaria tablets. How about that? The eloquence. Eloquence. Did your parents oh, believe in hormones you. when you lot were growing up? In what? Hormones. Oh, what? 
Like exactly right. Like, so like, I would, more more. yeah. So I would like you know like you're you're going through puberty and no, I, I'm like and I'm not talking about the physical side of puberty. I'm talking about like the emotional side and you're getting mood swings. My mom, listen. My mom would just give me two claps and be like, "You just better sit yourself down yeah. and read your books." That was the story of my life. Read your books and crack on with your homework. The other day, I'm on the phone to my mum and she's just like, yeah, so, you know, poor Christian, again, my brother. Yeah, you know, he's really upset. Why? Oh, I just think it's his mood swings. Yes. So, what? Now Sorry. they know. Now we have, now uh, we have understanding. A boy? Mood tell- swings. This is yeah. what I mean. Did he have that? I tell your boy. Yeah. I just said, you what? She's like, yeah, you know, it's his hormones. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I'm not standing she's, this. She's become enlightened. Yeah, no, I don't know. She hasn't. She's I'm going to move that enlightenment to She's becoming tired. And I, so me and my sister, we're just like, are you all right? And my sister's just like, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable because I don't mean to be funny. Why do you now understand hormones? But when we were growing up, there were no hormones to be understood. No. I remember saying to her, going through puberty, she's like, I'm not interested. <laughs> she's like, I went through it and I didn't talk to my mom like that. <laughs> And that's it, silenced. See, I don't have this. My mom to this day, we've got foster kids at home. My mom to this day is still sending kids up to their room to read their book. And it warms my heart. Really? Yeah. My mom's I love same. your mom. She stays. Do you know what? I feel like you know, I can see your mom like just staying in the gym can saying, she... I'm going to stay tough. <laughs> I'm going to keep like, the same energy. Yeah. She's still, she's still, she's still tough, like, with, she's still stay, tough with kids. Stay yeah. Tough. yeah. I think it's important to be tough with kids. I mean, my mum sent my little foster sister to bed the other day at half past seven. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's just like, no, you, no, I'm lying. It wasn't, ha- it must have been half past five because she goes to bed at half past seven. I don't know what she'd been doing, but my sister <laughs> called me and she's like, yeah, so uh, Jennifer's going to bed. I said, why? She goes, I don't know. I think she lied about something. This happens in my house Yeah, also. so she didn't have, there's no, there's no dinner when you lie. Are you right? It's like I've told you, when you lie, <laughs> you can steal. When you can steal, <laughs> you can thief. When you can thief, you can kill. So if you lie, you're a murderer. Yeah? That's what Jamaica's tell you. Okay? <laughs> So your, your mom fosters as well. Sorry? Didn't realise that your mom mm-hmm. fosters. Yes, yeah, she does. For a while now, four years, I think. And so, yeah, she was like, so I was on the phone to my sister and I could hear someone pretending to have a tantrum. And I heard was, if you stomp up my stairs, I thought, well, she's going to learn today. Well. You don't survive if you stomp up the stairs. And then, yeah, she went to bed at half past five. Mum was like, you obviously, you've got too much energy. Yeah. You've, you've got too many words. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you to bed. So you can just like yeah. keep all your energy and just go to sleep. Yeah. You, you can't sleep at half past five. Bed, felt like the end of the world. Because you can't sleep. Like it's light outside. Ended. My dad used to say, I'm going to smack you. You're going to cry. And then you're going to level out. Yeah. I'm going to smack you. You're going to cry. And then you level level out. Yeah. You, you calm I down just, a bit. Yeah. I just don't understand. And you know, he used to say that the weirdest thing is like, me and my sisters will like be in laughing fits, laughing fits. And he always say, you know what comes after laughing? Crying. <laughs> and if you if you laugh a lot, you'll cry just as much. Oh. And it would always happen. Like, we'll be laughing, laughing, laughing. Either we'll end in him beating us because we were laughing or making too much noise. Yeah. Or it'll something will happen and then the table turn will be crying and he'll always remember that say see I told you you're going to cry and just know that the level that you're laughing to is the level you'll cry do you know that means you're scared to even have fun have a good time <laughs> have a good time in that's your house that's what he wanted that is, wanted. Listen, that is the moral of the story that's you cannot have wanted. a good time don't, in don't your have, house don't have too much of a good time this literally especially African parents if you're having too much fun something's wrong if you're relaxing something's wrong if it's silent and you're not doing something any work something's wrong. wrong like you need to be doing something that you're not finding fun then they it's like a happy yes. medium isn't it a medium a happy medium no <laughs> it's a medium 
I still get stressed when because I remember we were at church the other day and I saw there was these kids that are running around the um, dining hall like just round and round. Yeah. I was th- I was getting stressed. I'm thinking you guys are having too much fun. Yeah. Why are your parents are gonna stop this now? Because yeah. if I was having that kind of kind of fun yeah. around all these tables and chairs, yeah. somebody's gonna stop me. Even when I was a kid, certain kids would come to your house and they're not as um maybe not as disciplined as you. Mm. They're a little bit wild mm. and they're playing and they're rough. Mm. And I'm just thinking it's stressed. I'm just stressed the whole time thinking if you stamp too much, my, yeah. my dad or my mom is going to come upstairs yeah. and they're going to lose it. You need to just walk softly in my yes. house. Yes. Because you just can't be having that much fun no. for no reason. Why no. are you so excited? You can't remind the adults that you're actually there to have fun. Yeah. No, your purpose in life is not to have fun. No. Your purpose in life is like, no matter where you're at, like if you're at like someone's birthday party or even if you if someone how you manage to stay up late and the ads having a conversation you're in the corner don't be making don't be making any noise no. just be happy you're alive yes. and you're there you're right you sit down be, be and happy you you're just, alive and yeah. you're not washing dishes right yeah, this morning exactly. exactly I don't want to know you're around I should be surprised oh wow she's still here <laughs> that's <laughs> that level oh gosh but it's mad because I thought this was really like a, a Jamaican thing I really did no and did your mom like especially like if we're out my mum never used to like really like get angry or cuss me up there and then but she'd do two things either and I wish you could see what I'm about to do right now either she would pinch me in church yeah. she oh, stayed yes. pinching me in church mm-hmm. I dare you to, to mm, or cry then that's it's all over, over. Or she would do like, she would wait until people turned around and I'll be chatting, whatever. And she would like pinch my leg like this. She would be like, I don't want to hear. Can you, can you just shut up? I was like, what? What are you doing? Like, pop a pinch you and then you just turn around and say, okay, yeah, let's go. Angela, you're all right, let's go. And you're fighting back tears. Tears of frustration because no one knows how she just violated you and just pinched you. You lot are lucky. If I was talking in church and I'm a chatterbox anyway, so I was, so basically I was always talking in church. The look, my, I would get like two chances. The first chance is that like I'm going to look at you and you stop talking. Yeah. But I was young, isn't it? Young and dumb. And I still like to talk. So then the second time you get the look, it's all over. Because yeah. when you get home, your life is going to end. Yeah. Like it's going to end. And like I said, inside the house is where it's Jamaica. So there's no like, there's nothing you can do. You can't escape it. Do you know what it feels like to live your whole day in fear? Yeah. So imagine church is at 11 o'clock and you're talking and you've had the look twice. It's now one o'clock. You have to go through lunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to go through the afternoon service. You have to talk to your friends. You have to go home. You've probably got to drop sister so-and-so off the other side of wherever you live. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to come home, wash the dishes yeah in the order of washing dishes that my mother wants me to wash because there's an order to wash dishes by the way in case you don't know and you're not allowed to run the water you have to catch the water and wash the dishes in the set order then you have to have to talk and if you're lucky it's just a talk but more times than not it was talk and beating that's eight things i've got to go for it it's 11 o'clock <laughs> did you it's wild and did, did, did she ever make you select your shoe my dad used to pick go, pick, no. go and pick the shoe that you want to be smacked with and if you come with one stupid flimsy shoe that's it. He's going in. He's going to go and select his own shoe. Like, and he's like, pick a good shoe because if I get up and pick it, it'll be my choice. What? And it was the whole thing, the whole like drama. The mental and, fatigue. Yeah. Like, of, do you know why I'm smacking you? I you're don't want to hear it. 
do, do you think how many smacks do you think you deserve? He did a hot, oh, and then you have to. Yeah, too yeah. Much yes. Much. And, but do you know what's so funny? Most times he wouldn't end up smacking us, but the fear of all of it would just the be enough to traumatize you. Yeah. you I, think, I, like I realized I, I lived in fear for a lot of time without think, yeah. things actually happening. My mother only had to look at me once and mm-hmm. do this thing with her finger. She was mm-hmm. double jointed, so like the top of her finger would like crook this way, and she'd just point and look at me. <laughs> and then I knew, okay, let me just fix up and yeah. cover myself. Yeah. And be just spotlessly clean for the rest of the day. So, mommy, do you want any help? Yeah. Mommy, do you want to think I can do that for you? I'm not going to give any trouble. So, like, if I met Linda's mum for the first time, I'd call her whatever her name is, Mrs. So and So. And then if she's like, oh, just call me whatever. If she's in church, I'd probably say to her, Sister Grace or Auntie Grace. But I wouldn't call her Auntie the first time I met her. Oh, immediately. I look at your age and you're old enough to be. You're not my age range. Like, I do it now. If I met your mum, if I met your mum, I would do it because your mum is from Rwanda or Uganda. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. like, if I all my other friends who like have got African heritage, I'd call their mum's auntie now upon first meeting. But before I went to uni, I wouldn't because not that I was trying to be rude, just like the mm. way that we grew up. Like you don't refer to someone's. I wouldn't refer to like Serena's mum, for instance, by her first name. It's mm. always Auntie Jennifer. But I've grown mm-hmm. up with her. But if I'm meeting a stranger who's not African, I'd probably call them Mrs. Whatever the name is or Sister So-and-so and then I'd go to Auntie. It wouldn't be like a, a first assumption. I don't call anyone new Auntie or Uncle. No. It's, they've, really? they've been that way It's not a, ca- my it's life. Not a Caribbean... It's not it's, really... You, you, don't, you, know, you don't just thing. get that title, you earn that oh title. Oh my yeah. gosh. Literally, if I meet you, it does not matter. So I'll say, like, I, I was buying something. I walked into, like, a material shop and the lady behind the tills, African material shop, I asked to, I refer to her as auntie immediately like I'm not I'm like even if I go to a new church and like I know that the it depends I remember one time I was got into trouble for something really small and the teacher was um talking to me she's like you're not paying attention and I was paying attention and she was like you're not looking me in the eye and I got like detention after detention after detention in that conversation because she was saying I wasn't looking her in the eye meanwhile at home if you look someone dead in their eye when they're telling you off it's like you're trying to square up to them so my mom I'd have to look away or like avert my eyes when someone's telling me off like as a shine of like I'm listening and I'm ashamed like I think growing up black or growing up with a culture that's not western and then living in a western society becomes there's a hindrance even in my last role um i worked in a company where i was the youngest by far at one point i was the only female for the the whole whole, my whole last year i was the only female and i was one out of two uh black people and i can't remember who said this some there's a comedian said this but he wasn't black he was black like black like really like the as Caucasian as black people can get. Right. Um, and so I, <laughs> yes, I as Caucasian as black people can get. Right. And so wow. um, I just found it really hard. Everybody was like in their 50s and their 60s and it was all men. And I just found it hard to be assertive with men because I'd go back, I revert back to that kind of like nearly, um, what's that word? Um, submissive, um, like, just culturally, like women being submissive and not really like, even not like just a submissive, the submissive side of me, like I wouldn't feel like I could like assert my opinion mm. or I just kind of just let it go just because I can't get out of that cultural, that cultural context. Mm-hmm. Also like um, at church, I remember being on a praise and worship um, praise team and saying that I wanted to do something 
um, or was saying I wanted to start the rehearsal. I'd be like, oh, guys, don't you think we should start rehearsal? And it used to get people really angry, especially the older Caribbean men. Just say everybody, we're starting now. Mm. Whereas in my culture, I can't say to an older, a, a group of people who are older than me, mm we are starting like i can't give a command mm. like it's just rude like i can suggest it in a polite way mm-hmm. and everybody does it and so like we used to continue having these back and forth like why don't you just be very assertive with what you want to say and it's it just wasn't culture. in my nature yeah but i think just to succeed in the in, in a western society some culture you have to learn how to be whatever you are jamaican african at home, like Caribbean, let's say, Thank and you. African, sorry, Caribbean, African, at home, and, uh, I was going to say Jamaican, <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. At, at home, and, um, and, and then British. In, British, at work, and at school, like, you, you need to. to find that way to switch, and switch easily, um, but I think growing up, and through secondary school, and, and, and university, and, and even in the workplace, you we kind of start to realise, like, oh, I'm not making that transition well, or I don't find that transition comfortable. And you just have to, to, to actually make it in life, you have to know, like, what works where. But don't you think that school and university is a training ground? So it's not it's not a comfortable transition, mm. because it's something that we have to do, mm. because we're because we're growing we are we are brought up in a culture that's not british but we have to work in a culture that's british so for me like i remember telling my flatmate this is something i'm used to having to code switch or change the way in which i talk to people or manage my manage what i'm going to do and how i'm going to do it with different people depending on my surroundings and Mm -hmm. she was just like oh but i never do that i said because you don't need to yeah do you know what i mean like it's not something that you need to do so i think growing up black is i think our parents or your caregivers Mm -hmm. they want to teach you and um what's the word like they want culture to be important so they they raise you in this like really cultural culture culturally strong environment but then they send you to school and then you go to university and actually that's where you kind of figure out that there's culture has a place but it's not always at the forefront yes um and like a similar thing happened to me at work and i was so angry because people were talking down to me and they're much older than me and i just really wanted to be like do you know you're out of order mm. but i can't like i'm not gonna do it because mm. you're actually older than my mum so i'm not gonna do that but it really like it really irritated me in my soul um, and it's just about i guess i guess the reason why our parents wanted us to have this culturally strong identity i think is that we know how to manage it like when when to rein it in and when to unleash it and also just for you to know like my parents were like don't ever get it twisted you're not english you may yeah. be in england but you're not english and you'll never be english and that's why it blows my mind when people say that they're english i don't get that i don't get that because it's like you you are born here but say for example if you were born in like, if I was happened to be born in China and I said I was Chinese, people would look at me like, you have lost your mind. Mm-hmm. And so they said they wanted you to know that you are Jamaican, you're Randese, wherever you're from, not to lose that cultural identity, but then also to like... So, for example, they taught us so much stuff, so many things to do with our culture, um, everything. We even, like, imagine we weren't allowed to go to, like, to watch MTV bass or, or, like, listen to secular music. But apart from if it was random music, cultural random music, and we went to cultural dance classes this from is. the age of, like, before five all the way until we refused to go when I was like in my late teens and we were like in a dance troupe and stuff like culture dance troupe and we danced and for them they didn't want you to lose for me I think my parents didn't want us to lose our cultural identity but then 
things like teaching us our language, they thought it would be a hindrance because I think they had experienced like, um, they'd experienced prejudice and like racism because of their accents. They'll be qualified for the job, mm. but just the accent alone yeah. would, would be enough for them to be sent away. Yeah. And so they didn't want us to, they didn't want to teach us our um, mother tongue at home because they wanted our English to be like, as clean as possible. Sorry, mum and dad, I still have an accent, and, I, and I've never lived anywhere else but England. Um, but you don't have like a strong accent. You have a slight, a little, a little clip. Yeah, it's, it's like a clipped. It's like a very clipped English accent. Yeah. I think it's an East African thing. I definitely think. I say like I was telling my friend the other day. For the longest time, I said either. What is either? Like I don't. And that's either or either. Yeah. yeah. And people say either. And there was a, another person who said, "You know, you all say either." And I ha- now I'm conscious of. It. and I said that is a damn shame because <laughs> I don't speak any other language I don't speak any other language but anyway I digress I feel like they just wanted it's it's weird now looking back because the people who taught their children their mother tongue it never affected their accent in school because actually you the child is able to switch between the two but I think they wanted to give us as much culture as they could without them feeling that they're hindering us so in, trying yeah, to strike a balance. Strike trying, a balance. To, trying to strike a balance, but mm. I think also I think it's like even colonialism and thinking that the white person's accent language is better mm. because like a French person or Spanish person won't come here and say we don't want to teach them Spanish in case no they're fully starting at the, when the child is born yeah. and continuing on yeah I was surprised you didn't speak a second language but when mm. you explained it to me I understood yeah and a few mm, I would say like most of my friends who whose parents have got African heritage or who, who are African, mm. they do speak their tongue, but a lot of them do, don't speak Were they born here? It, yeah. Oh. But a lot of them don't speak it fluently. Yeah. Most of them will say, I understand and I can speak a bit, yeah, but can, they're not massively confident in, unless they're speaking to their parents. I, I can understand everything, everything, because I'm nosy as hell, but I can't... My, my, my Kinyaranda is so broken that no one can really understand me. But if me. you went back there, would you be able to pick it up like uh, that? Rwanda's a special, a special case because actually the majority of people who live in Rwanda now, or a lot of people who live in Rwanda now, were never born in Rwanda. So you've got such a mix that actually majority of people speak English okay. uh, or French. Yeah. And so, and, and they're happy to, I think their desire to learn English would be greater than my desire to learn Kinyaranda. So I'd get get there and they'll be using me to learn English rather yeah. than me using them to learn Kinyaranda. Yeah. That's what always happens my cousin went there for two years and she came back and she can't speak fluently either um but then also you know i was thinking when i was thinking about this topic and this is just an, uh, i was thinking a lot of the times when i found that people say that they are like do you, have you ever met someone who identifies as english yeah maybe british i'm not a black really person who's british yeah i have and i find it very oh, british, strange i feel like british is different isn't it I feel like you can be British, you can be like British Nigerian, British uh, Jamaican, British whatever. Like, I don't think you can be British Jamaican. You can't. I mean, what does that? What, what do you mean by that? I mean, you're of Jamaican heritage and you grew up here. So, like yeah. me and my sister wouldn't say that we're British Jamaican. We say we're Jamaican. We're well, obviously British because we're. You've got British passport. I've been saying I'm Jamaican, Jamaican all my life. But we and are- then and then I went there. And realize how. And they un- call you English. And realize boy. how yeah. non-Jamaican. They call I am. me Mzungu. The, the when second I get you there. Step, step off the plane, they're like, 
British, British. Psst, psst, psst. Like, like it's like it's very obvious to them. Mm. But I don't think I would ever say, "Oh, I'm a British Jamaican." I just am Jamaican mm. because, as far as I'm concerned, it's I'm I was born here and I have a British passport, so I'm obviously British. I don't feel like I need to reiterate. Depends that. who I'm talking to, I guess. If oh, I'm really? talking to another pl- black person, I'd say I'm from Rwanda. Mm-hmm. And even talking a work situation, I say I'm from Rwanda. But if I'm in Rwanda and they ask me where I'm from, mm-hmm. I know that what they're searching for is like, "Oh, are you from America?" Even then, I say oh, I'm British. Randy's oh yeah depending on who's asking but I just thought it was just a bit mm. I did say to a couple of people in Jamaica I said you know okay I live in London but you know my parents were born here yeah. What do they say? They don't care, you know. They don't care. You see, and just that they've been, been, they've been gone for too long. Yeah. They're not interested. So we kind of asked about that. That's actually what I wanted to ask about. So you are British, but your parents are born there in Jamaica. Yeah. In Jamaica. So I thought. So my pa- neither of my parents were born in Rwanda. Where were they born? One was born. In Uganda, and, and the other was born and where? the other one was born in Congo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I left when they were Congolese. No, no see, you see that's, and see that's the difference. It's so weird because in in my head, and maybe it's just because me coming from Rwanda, like where you're born has nothing to do with who you are, like who, you, what you identify with in yeah. terms of, like that has nothing. So when you said your parents are Jamaican because they were born in Jamaica, then in that same, like with that same, like like rationale I would be English because I was born in England and I find that people who who tend to like people who identify as English say it's because they were born in England do you know what I'm saying yeah I think there's a difference especially with Caribbeans between those Caribbeans who were born here and their Mm. parents born abroad Mm. sorry born in Jamaica or Barbados or wherever and those people so like I will always say my mum was born in Jamaica because Mm. I have a lot of friends whose parents were not born in the Mm. Caribbean and were born here Mm. so they're like they're like sex so I have a lot of friends who are second generation Jamaican or Bayesian or like Trini wherever they're from mm. but my mum was born in Jamaica and I say that because it actually means like her sense of identity like she's mm. very proud to be British but actually my mum is very Jamaican like there's, there's some things that my friend's parents just don't do mm. like a really silly example this is a ridiculous example so I have a few friends who grown up would have like baked potato for dinner. Mm. And that's not even a concept in my mum's mind. Baked potato for dinner? Mm. Don't do that. We're not eating that. If we don't have food, we're eating rice. Mm. Like, are you joking? There's always rice at like, home. We're not there's having rice. Not, like, and that's a really silly small example. But like, I think there's some things that just um, like, I don't want to use the word diluted because it's, it's, it's a negative connotation to what I'm trying to say. But it's like some things kind of get passed down and some things get missed out. And like, I think when you have a parent that's born in a different country and they come here, mm. it's a slightly different experience to having a parent that identifies as Caribbean because their parents were born abroad. Okay. But my question would be, if, say for example, if, you're, if your grandparents were born in Jamaica yeah. or your great-grandparents were born yeah. in Jamaica, but your grandparents and your parents were born in Barbados would it make you Bayesian Ooh. I can't really answer that question let yeah. me so this is what so this is so this is really in, this it's is about, intriguing to me culture. I think it's what you identify with and I think it's so if your great-grandparents born in Jamaica but your grandparents born in Barbados like where where is the majority of your culture from so like did your grandparents leave Barbados and come to England and then you know, you've got like a quite a strong Bayesian influence and a little bit of Jamaican mm. or like were they born in Barbados but actually they live like in a very Jamaican part of Barbados like do you know what I this mean? is see this is really intriguing to me because so my 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 on my mom's side her parents were born, one parent was born in Rwanda 
her other parent was not born in Rwanda. On my dad's side, he, neither of his parents were born in Rwanda. So my grandparents, majority of them, were ne- none of them were born in Rwanda. And my parents were not born in Rwanda. They actually grew up in Uganda and they have a lot of Ugandan, like, culture. But they identify, like, no matter where you are, you are from Rwanda. Like, it's... This is the thing that we can't, we can't classify um, where people are from and what they are in the same way. So we can't use the same criteria for the Caribbean as we can for... Africa and the reason we can't how long has Rwanda actually existed as a country I have no idea but but the reason I say that is because yeah. um, for example there are a lot of Indians that went I went to school with whose parents were from Uganda and the grandparents yeah. Yeah. Uganda yes. and Kenya yes they are never going to tell me yeah. that they are Ugandan no my friend they Indian. are still Indian. Indian yeah and they might have been there for generations yes so this is what so this is what intrigues me. When I'm thinking about this, yeah, I thought I can't say that you someone is not English because what someone identified what the determining factor. Nineteen sixty-two. Yeah, the determining is that yeah that the determining factor of someone being um, someone identifying as like a national of that country is different for each person. Mm-hmm. So for me, what what I feel makes me what makes me identify as random might be different to what makes someone else identify as like Bayesian. Yeah. Like for you, it might be more culture. Whereas I have no, like we have very, actually when my parents work, when I went back to Rwanda, like people were saying, oh, like they're not random, like they have no random cultures. Randans, Randans who lived in Uganda are act completely different. Yeah. And so for me, like, I think that, uh, that just brings me to the point of saying like, I feel like, I can't go around and say tell people that they're not English because or British or British because what makes them who they are might be different to what I think makes me who I am. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I like when I was thinking about this, I've always said, Oh, what does that mean? You can't say you're English, you can't say but actually, like is it just okay? I'm I'm from that country because my blood's from that country, or is it because culturally that's who I am inside? What makes a difference? Like it all depends on the, the degree to which um, wherever your you or your parent or grandparent came from, yeah, the, the degree to which their culture yeah. assimilated into the culture of the land they were in. Yeah, that's the that's reason true. why Indians that live in Kenya and Uganda are so different because they didn't assimilate into the culture there. No. They, they were still to. strong. They didn't, definitely didn't want to. Yeah, and they were just still just Indian. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah, whereas if you're born in Jamaica. You're black and you're born in Jamaica. You are Jamaican. Yeah. That's it. You Even white people that are born in Jamaica, they are yeah. just Jamaican. Jamaican. enveloped in that, in that yeah. culture. They're just Jamaican. Now, over here, it's like somewhere in between the Indian situation and the Caribbean situation where we kind of assimilate to the culture because yeah. some things we do that they don't do in Jamaica. Yeah. But yeah. still, it's just so obvious that we're just not... We, we're not from here. We're not. We, we're different. Yeah. We've known since we went to school. Exactly. Primary school, that we are different to the other mm. kids there. So generations down, do you feel like our like our great grandchildren will identify as? I guess maybe what makes someone English will have changed, and maybe like they will have seen so many people who have lived there for all their lives, and they identify as English, and maybe they have no ties or to Rwanda or have no ties to Jamaica, and so they don't they don't see themselves as. I think they'll always still know. I think it will be a bit like uh, American culture, like the people that Italian American are, well. Irish Americans, English and German Americans, just Americans. Yes. But if you're Italian American or yes. something else, you kind of know about it because oh, your okay. parents cool. came here maybe early 1900s. Yeah. 
Um, and it's like I think a lot of like theatre around yeah. what culture that is to them because yeah. it's not really Italian culture it's Italian American, American culture, culture. culture yeah. and just so, I just remember that bit just so interesting like on surface level it's like no you can't do that. but actually when you think about it it's, it's also really things. nuanced. I think it's like a really individual thing, like you said, because I have a yeah. few friends and like when I went to university, I'd be like, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? And my question really was, where are your parents from? Yes. And, but they were really reluctant to answer. And at first I thought similar to you, oh, you're being ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know why you're acting so social. Like you're, you're obviously not just British or like white or mm. English. Like I don't know why you're being so... Um, like clandestine about it or like really shady like I don't care that she much do you say what Cla- clandestine what? Cla- clandestine English anyway Mercy. so but then I realised like when I got to when I became like friends with some of the people they were like do you know what it is I grew up in a very small town and actually I just really wanted to come somewhere and no one asked me questions about where I was from that's because that's I'm that's never going to be the case no. I mean <laughs> and I was like well I'm black someone's always going to ask me where I'm from where are your parents yeah. from like it's an everyday situation yeah and I don't have an issue with it because um, I'm just like oh my Obviously, it's obvious that we come from Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah. Whereas, like, a lot of my friends, they were like, I just want to be accepted for being British. And I and I have to, and I understand it and respect it, but it's not my perspective. Mm. Do you know what it is sometimes? Certain people might ask you where you're from. And you know what they're really asking you? And you just want to be a little bit facetious and say, well, I was born here. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when it's someone that maybe they're from Poland or Romania. Yes. They don't know the history of why we're here. Yes. And their question is, how are you black and in England? Because when they were where they were, black people didn't exist here. Yeah. So they've come over here now. They're asking, oh, why are you here? Yeah, Mm. yeah. And that's what, I think my knowledge of that kind of irritates me. Yes. So I don't really want to answer their question. See, it depends on who's really asking. asking. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need depends to on who's question. asking what my answer but is. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of being Jamaican, so I'm always going to say. Yeah. yeah. I, my parents are born I mean, in we're all proud of being Jamaican. We're very, very proud of it. We're so I'm always going to say, yeah, my parents are born in Jamaica, but I was born here. So I'll give them the whole story. But I just know there's an undertone of, well, why, why? are you here? Yeah. I'm, well, why are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? You're new. We, we were invited. <laughs> yeah, you're new. Relax. Do you know when you walk into the room, you walk to the party late, you just relax. Yeah. Just Don't be happy ask too many questions. You're, just you relax. You should be happy you got invited yeah. to the party. You're, you're happy that you got a chair in the corner somewhere. Just relax. Like the children. Just sit down and play. Anyway. Yeah. It is interesting though. I always used to tell, I think that people who were like, I'm not British. I was like, do you even know who you are? But you're right. It is a nuanced thing. It depends. If it's more culture-based, then and they feel like they're attached to the British culture, then they are British. What's the British culture, Angela? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say Mushy there is a culture. There is because there is a culture. There's a culture think everywhere. It's like it's it's hard though. For me, it's intangible. So there's a big culture around uh, pubs. And drink, social, social drinking, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, well, I can ask a question. What if the person was, say, for example, say the person was Bayesian and, or even, no. or, or like Congolese, whatever. What? No, wait. Wait, what are you saying? Because no, I know what the question is. No, and they were, and they were adopted. They don't, their parents, they never knew their parents were adopted by white parents. Right. And they had no sense of, like, their culture. Right. Like, like, they have, it's not like any culture has been passed down onto them. Right. Are they still Bayesian? Where are they born? Here. I would say they're British. I guess so. Yes, exactly. So that's what I'm... To me, this whole conversation intrigues me. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if a a Ghanaian person... So I had a a Ghanaian friend who did not identify as Ghanaian. She identified as British point blank period. Like... (sighs) 
she didn't want she was i'm british i am british and i and i she all she'd have, culture. she was like i'm not you're asking about my parents i am british like right. i'm english she said i'm english and i'm british yeah so we used to have back and forth english back and forth and yeah and i and i and i we used to have back and forth back and forth and i just thought actually now i'm thinking about it no she has a right the really the, it depends on your determining factor if you're talking about culture and you don't have any attachment to that culture, then why would you? I mean, she has a right anyway. I just think it's interesting because, like, I don't want to, I don't take it too deep, but I just feel like people are going to look at you for the rest of your life. Yes. They're going to ask you, yes. what, what if, I don't know what her name is. I don't know what, but certainly her first name might not necessarily be that traditionally Ghanaian, but I'm sure her surname probably is. Her first name was definitely fully oh, Ghanaian. There you are yeah, then. So real, I just feel yeah. like you might want to rebuke this culture for whatever reason. That, that reason is, is absolute, you know, like it's, 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 um, it's, it's your reason to have and it's your truth, but you have to recognize there will be people who will continually ask you about your name because because of what you look like what your name is and maybe even potentially like um, some of the things that you do and don't even notice that are cultural things I'd be suspicious as to why she's so adamant she used to get so angry there's there's obviously some sort of trauma there I don't want to say I don't know who this person is Mm. I don't know I don't want to say anything to you but it sounds very self-hating to me because I can't imagine Indian sitting and telling me that they're they're just British and English actually I have heard that no I I I grew up with a lot of them I went to school with a lot of them there's no way any of them well the ones that I know from Birmingham um, they'll say Anglo-Indian no they don't I've never heard that oh my gosh Anglo-Indian you never heard that I went to the woman that's different that's a real thing I worked with no, that's, that's, that's actually a real thing. No, in, in in India there are actual people that were mixed with the white people that came over there before. My so family is half yeah. white and half Arab, and she calls herself Anglo Asian or Anglo Indian. But like, I don't. None of my Indian friends call themselves Anglo Indian. Wow. Not one of them. Like, similarly to Jamaicans, they're like, no, I'm Indian. Mm. Yeah. Like, they don't even say I'm British. I've never even heard them saying British Indian. They just say I'm Indian. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine. Or I'm from Pakistan or wherever. Yeah. But like, I've never heard anyone say I'm British Indian or Anglo Indian. I was gonna say, to be honest, I don't know your friend. And it's not my business, but it sounds. Like she's actually same. not my friend. It, it, just, it just sounds. It just sounds. <laughs> yes, see saying. how she's thrown her under the bus. No, no, no. Exactly. Just she was my friend at uni. Whatever. Yeah. It just sounds like there was a little bit of trauma surrounding, yeah. Yeah, and that's absolutely. and that's perfectly fine. And mm. the only other person I know who has almost um, cast out, or not cast out, but like, not, I don't want to say rejected, but for want of a better word, rejected their culture, um, the culture that they were brought up in, and their parents, where their parents were born, their heritage. Yeah, yeah, their heritage. Is and is somebody who identifies as British, and I find I find it really interesting to get my head around. Mm. And he was like, "It's how I feel. I don't identify with that culture. I don't want it. I would never date anybody from that culture." And so I was like, "Okay, mm. there's obviously some trauma, and I guess some feelings of hurt for whatever reason yeah. around it. So he wants to distance himself away from it because he doesn't he doesn't want any association to, it and he wants to be associated as British. And I thought to myself, "That's your truth. That's what you want to live in. But let me tell you something. Um, when you have a child." Yes. <laughs> Someone's going to say to your child, oh, um, where are you from? That's an interesting surname. Where yeah. are you from? So you're running away from something or you're trying to distance yourself from something. You might have a child that actually really wants to cling on to that heritage. Yes. And now you have to deal with that. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, do you know what I mean? It's a hard one to, you know, think about what you do f- for your future generations. But um, yeah, that's the only other person I know who's like, actually, I don't want nothing to do with it. I think we're in a very precarious situation because we're really and truly the real white English British people are never really going to see us as fully British. Absolutely never. not. And then when we go back to Jamaica, they yeah. are absolutely not going to see us as fully absolutely British. Absolutely, they don't. So we're just stuck in the middle of that. It's true. 
But I think, I think, hopefully... Let's go to Canada. Canada. Do you know what? I would go to Ghana, you know? It's very stable. I would happily go to Ghana and live my best life. Do you know what? I feel like what we're going to do, hopefully, we expand what is considered as Jamaican, considered as Randon, rather than expanding what's considered as English, because I don't feel like I'll ever feel comfortable being in like it just it confuses things and then you say oh the english colonized but that wasn't me she said like like like, and it wasn't like you you kind of blur the lines so i just think yeah no i I definitely it's just interesting i think it's just a bit confusing and and feeling like you're kind of like in a no man's land like i do wonder sometimes where could i actually go and just slide into society and just be seen as everyone else not really any africa if i go to (laughs) if i go to uh, America or Canada, I'm, I've got a British accent. If I yeah. go to Jamaica, I'm from Britain. I'm in England, I'm black. If I go to Africa, they, most places in Africa would see that I'm not one of them. If I go, <gasps> to, if I go to Nigeria, they'll see straight away that I'm yeah. not one yeah. But there's, I went to one place, I was in Sudan, and they just thought I was one of them. Yeah. They would talk to me. Do you look Sudanese though? No. I, have you seen Sudanese people? I, I, yeah, well, that's why I'm asking the question. They, you, they're very diverse. Yeah, there's, there's a spectrum. And, but they don't actually understand the there's not a lot of tourism so they're assuming that if you're going there you're Sudanese you're Sudanese you're I think if you went to East Africa I think if you went to Kenya they'll think you're Kenyan yeah you could be Kenyan to be honest I think you could be from a few places but I think obviously your accent would give you away Um, go to South Africa they'll think you're South African no No, I don't think you should go to South Africa no I don't think you should I actually really want to go to South Africa it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful. I had a bad encounter in the airport there, but you know. Oh no! Really? Yeah, with these um, coloured women and these black women, I just was thinking, do you know you work in the airport? Like, I don't know what your issue is. I was mm. like, it was actually awful. Me, um, yeah, it was horrible. But I think because we were British, and I think they thought we were talking down to them. I just couldn't be bothered. Mm. Like whatever. But I think you're wow. right. It's I think it's difficult to go to think of a place where you could just very easily. This thing, I just before I went to Sudan, I just assumed that is how it's going to be, no matter wherever I go. But no, but your, your children would be different, though. Uh, if I went to America, and my children grew up there. Yeah, or Canada. Or Canada, yeah. Or even um, even the Caribbean. If but you... it was so odd for me when I went to Sudan, and they were just like, "Oh yes, come in, one of us, yeah, talk yeah. to me in their language." I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was just like I've never been somewhere and felt like that. Yeah. When I went and to Zimbabwe, just, I thought just I was annoying Zim. that that happened in Jamaica. I just felt so out of place when I would go into a shop and I've got to think about asking for something. Yeah, I'm so aware of the fact that I'm going to sound so English so, right now. Your English yeah. accent sounds so much more it's, English yeah. when you're yeah, abroad. It's really amplified. Oh my gosh, I even get shocked when I open my mouth. I'm like, what does that mean? I've I even got I even realized how non-Jamaican I looked. Like, they'd see me and they see, okay, you're either from America or from Canada or from Yeah, America. you go there with a fancy, they, they, fancy. They can see it. It's not even, it's even not the that. People, people on it's the street skin, could see it. It's yeah. his skin, it's his hair, his haircut, mm. how he wears his clothes, yeah. how you walk. It's everything. Yeah. And it's like, but this is, and it's like, but this you're is where my parents come from. Actually, that's how they tell. This is where my family have been for generations, mm. but I come back here after one generation and I'm already an outsider. It's mad. Mm. It's, it is a strange thing to think your parents left their home country for quote unquote a better life so now we're in a different country that see us potentially not as equals mm. and we're like ethnic minorities and all the nuances that that brings and disadvantages and advantages when you go back to your parents home country 
they don't open they don't welcome you with open arms and especially not Jamaica I don't know yeah. how it is no, and they're, uh, they're always like oh you're, you're like they call me Mzungu from the top, from the adults to the children, come Muzungu, yeah. Really, Muzungu, Muzungu, yeah, of course. But I think you know this is what I think. I think then I I can only say that then identity is a mixture of physical, biological, um, like th- things aspect, and then culture. And I think because all of us come from like physically, we don't look like we can't come from this country. Yeah. But culturally, we picked up certain aspects of of British culture, and so you, you're always going to have a conflict between what you look like and what you think or act like. And so when you're there, your culture sticks out, or the way you present yourself sticks out. And when you're here, yeah. your physical attributes stick out, and it's just you, you never like unless you you like create I think this also comes down to like even like marrying and stuff like that I feel like there'll always be a culture clash if you were to marry someone who was Jamaican and from Jamaica the same way if I got married to someone who was random (laughs) and from Rwanda and then the same way you can't marry an English a white English person from here because there'll be a culture clash too you could if you want to I'm saying there'll definitely be a culture clash I think the it's a new kind of a new nation of Mm. British born immigrants black immigrants that like I would have more similarities with you than I would have with a random guy from because or random we're British. Guy from random, because we're British yeah. and we have that same nearly similar upbringing we've just spoken about all these different things that we had similar in our upbringing mm-hmm. and and living here like I feel like we, we share this new like culture this yeah. new black British culture which is new for me because yeah. I realized that I would before say there were some cultures nope yeah, yeah, some cultures that I wouldn't necessarily want to date for a number of different reasons. Yeah. But that was when I lived in Bristol and I didn't really encounter them. Yeah. So actually a lot of the reasons or like even like rumours or myths that I had were ba- was based on, I guess, previous information. Yeah. And it wasn't based on like this new black British culture because actually I, th- I think we forget black British culture now, don't mm. get me wrong, is, is pretty much nationwide. But like 15 years ago, it really wasn't. Yeah. It was mostly centered in London. And even now, sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was your culture. I would have assumed you yeah. were Caribbean. Yeah. I would have assumed you were something else because actually like, like those nuances have almost like slightly disappeared. Yeah. So it is, it's like a big melting pot now, mm-hmm. but 15 years ago it wasn't. And I think sometimes you like, it's important to recognize that those changes have taken place and move forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting. The quick or you all just everyone from everywhere. Yeah. Especially all the black people from everywhere or everyone that's spread out. Just sit around and talk and just start to actually unite as one. Yes. My gosh. Absolutely. And you find you have more similarities than you ever thought. And you, everybody thinks their their life is so different. The other another person's life is so different to theirs. But actually, when you sit down, there's a lot of commonalities. Very similar. Yeah. Especially, especially if you also have a similar religious background. But even if you don't, I think like there's some things that just across all cultures. So we're more the same. And we are different, I think. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs>